He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Oh, hello to you. This is Evan Wexel. This podcast is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. In this podcast, I get to interview my Facebook friends, whether I know them or not, whether we plan it out ahead of time or I just spontaneously contact them over Facebook to see if they're online. That's what happened today, guys. Um, First, please remember to like, share, subscribe to this lovely podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, The website for the podcast is awkwardwithevan.com. All the episodes can be seen and heard there as well as all the other places I just mentioned including iTunes. Please write a lovely review if you can about the podcast. Rate it. Share it. All that fun stuff. If you want to support what I'm doing, patreon.com slash funnyevan. So as I was saying, um, I just came out with my episode where I interviewed my dad, which was very – it was fun but it was difficult at the same time because – it wasn't really a conversation. It was more of me just playing a lightning round with my dad for half an hour and my dad not moving at the speed of lightning. So we made it through. Thank you for your patience. Thank you to my dad for coming on. Now today, I literally just got to a hotel the night before a show and I went on Facebook and I just wanted to see who has the green dot next to their name to show they're online. I messaged a couple of people. One guy was like, yeah, let's chat. So my guest this week is Josh Lopez. He is a broadcaster. He is a uh, blogger, a writer, um, does really good, uh, has good stenography tools um, that he applies to his wrestle zone occupation, which, uh, we will get into what that is. And, you know, I was going to just talk with him about, uh, some, I don't know. I was going to talk to him about some like Chicago life. Cause he's from Chicago. I got to see him in Chicago before I did a show one time when I was in the area. And, but then we just jibber jabbered about wrestling for, for a bit. So yeah, just, if you like wrestling, this is for you. Uh, if not, you'll still enjoy our banter. We're both very nice people. We have pleasant dispositions and we're not tools. So whether you like wrestling or not, or like sports or Chicago or not, you still, why not? You're probably in traffic anyway. The subway car is probably not there yet. So just listen to this talk between me and the amazingly talented Josh Lopez. Guys, welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. My next guest um, is someone I've decided to have on the podcast about three minutes ago. Um, his name is Josh Lopez. What, I met you in Chicago, or I met you online, and then I met you in Chicago in person, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, do you still do your podcast? Do you still do Pro Wrestling Experience? Um, I still do uh, – I do broadcasting still, but um, I transitioned to my own podcast where I record uh, in advance and then I put it up on iTunes. So I'm not on the radio anymore, right. but um, I'm still doing my wrestling podcasts on iTunes. No, that's awesome. That's What's the name of it? What can we look up to find it? 
Well, I just wanted to uh, keep it simple. I'm trying to build my brand off of my uh, play-by-play pieces and, yeah. of course, the show. So it's uh, uh, Josh Lopez Wrestling Podcast. Good. Yes. Take that, Sam Roberts. Now there's someone else with wrestling podcasts in the title. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I also like to let Sam know that he's not the only professional broadcaster left. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny thing is I was episode one of his podcast. Correct. Because it was the mm-hmm. timing of it all. Um, okay. So you had no idea that I did a podcast at all until I just messaged you on Facebook like five minutes ago. Pretty much. No. Cool. I knew you did articles for a couple of sites, but this is new to me and I, I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay. this. I used to write, I used to write wrestling uh, posts for Daily DDT, uh, which was, which was, which was cool. I mean, I think it just took up too much of my time. But they were they're great. I mean, they're like you type in wrestling dirt sheet or website and they're one of the first few that come up. Um, no, what my concept is for for the new viewers. So when you tell your friends about this, Josh, uh, mm-hmm. is I have forty six hundred Facebook friends. So I figured let's just, you know, take an episode and interview a different one each time. So <laughs> that's awesome. So here's Josh, guys. Um, <laughs> now, just to catch you up, Josh, on the timeline, this is this would be episode 12, I think. Um, I started with my wife and Beckett in episode one. Um, I had an episode where I only interviewed people named Evan. Uh, I had uh, (laughs) the last couple were my ex-girlfriend. And then the last one was my dad, who's not on Facebook, but my sister was in the room. So I felt like that counted. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool. But yeah, but hello. Hello to you. Um, You're in Chicago, I take it. Yes, sir. I'm cool. I'm surviving every day. <laughs> oh my gosh! How so? How is the city now? I know is it is it rough? We at this time when we're we're recording, I guess game one just went down with the Cubs getting shut out. Is it a rough time in Chicago? Or you guys think you're going to overcome it? What's the vibe? Uh, it's pessimistic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that this comes with a regular day, whether there's uh, violence going around the city All or whether right. Jay Cutler's sticking up the joint. Oh, no. um, I, there's a lot of buzz for the Cubs, Evan, but I, I, I regret to inform everybody I'm a Sox fan, so oh. I can care less about the Cubs right now. Yeah, you and Obama, <laughs> man. What the heck? Uh, so you're from the South Side, or does it matter? I'm from the uh, west side uh, from Chicago, but my family uh, from my dad's side are a big White Sox fan. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you've been in Chicago all your life? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like how you call me sir. It makes you feel very old and someone you don't want to do homework for. Um, <laughs> now, so so White Sox, your team, are you a Bulls fan, obviously? Absolutely. I, I, I love the Bulls. Uh, the United States is actually like 15 minutes driving distance from my house. So oh, that's awesome. I, I'm like in the middle of the city. I, I, I love the Bulls. Are you excited for Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo and everything the Knicks gave to you guys for Derrick Rose or what's the uh, it's, a, it's a win-win. I mean, we finally <laughs> actually have guys that could be leaders on the team for once. Yeah. And Robin Lopez is just a good big guy to just have and get rebounds and look at his hair. So it's a good, it's a good distraction. Okay. So let's, let's throw it down now. You're now you're a wrestling guy. So is your, was your favorite wrestler? Is it CM Punk still or? Yes, it is. It's still CM Punk. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, during the attitude era, yeah. um, when I was a kid, uh, I was uh, undertaker. Uh, did you, and you heard about him tonight at the Cavs arena. Yeah, I did hear, I hear about that. It kind of uh, broke my heart a little bit because I can't stand LeBron James. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Undertaker's the man. 
Well, I'll tell you my two sec two degrees of separation to LeBron James. My third cousin coaches University of Akron basketball, and he coached LeBron James when he was in ninth and tenth grade. So, oh, uh, wow, that's that's so I can never can never hate on LeBron. But uh, so I mean, you, so you hate LeBron more than the Golden State Warriors right now, or what do you think? Uh, I, I like the Warriors. Uh, it's just unfortunate that Kevin Durant felt like he needed to go LeBron James route in order to get an opportunity at the championship. I'm not a guy about making super teams. If you want to do that, play NBA 2K17. <laughs> or WWE 2K17. Correct. Or MLB 2K17. Or drive a new Toyota Corolla 2017. Whatever you want. Um, okay. Now, so... You like the Undertaker was there. He was in full regalia and full gimmick tonight. Because um, here's the thing: it, Are you such? I feel like if I was living in Chicago and I, I knew CM Punk was there, I feel like everywhere I'd go, I would be like looking around, like I wonder if I'm gonna, I'm gonna run into CM Punk today. Do you ever have those thoughts where you're like hanging out in the same area of Chicago where he is, or do you ever cross neighborhoods? Uh my godmother's uh, boyfriend has a tattoo shop in the city that's not that far from his house. And, okay. Um, his name is Jeremy, and he actually got to meet <laughs> CM Punk once. And I was there at the tattoo shop uh, about a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I had a feeling maybe he'd be around town. He he just came back after the uh, disappointing USC adventure. Right. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Maybe I thought I'd see him with his cauliflower ear or something, oh, but it so didn't sad. work out. Did you follow the the series on Fox Sports One leading up to the fight? Did you see like the evolution of Punk special? Yeah, that was awesome. I, I love Larry the Dog. Though. That was the best part of the whole series. Yeah, uh, I just knew it's just funny because like he came out to his music, and then you knew like oh, and now like having known what happens, like if you watch it back, him entering. It's like, wow, his face yeah. is going to look so different in about three minutes. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> sad that he has to have that ear put back on and all that stuff. But, you know, I hope he keeps being happy and doing, doing his thing. Um, my, I did get to do a bit when I was in Chicago. I think I saw you for, before my Loyola show. I got Colt Cabana to do a comedy bit with me. I don't know if you saw that online ever. Did you ever? Yes, sir. Uh, you were telling me about that in studio before you left. That he, uh, he was going to be part of your uh, act. Okay, so so the act. Do you know what the act was, or had you seen it online at all? Like this is. It my, was. It was. Um, if I'm not mistaken, well, you. I know you've done in the past, like the ten things about uh, a certain like college right. or a hundred stuff like that. Um, what's it about? Loyal this was no, no. What it was this time was low. Um, I like I did a bit years ago where I always compare my life to Miley Cyrus's to see how much my life measures oh. up to hers. <laughs> I guess I could bring it back. I mean, it was kind of like a, a ho hum kind of bit, but I figured to do that. I did that with against Colt Cabana's accomplishments. So, you know, it was it was a show for Hillel. We're both Jewish. So I figured, you know, we we did that. So it's on YouTube. It's called I think two I called it Two Live Jews, Evan Wexel versus Colt Cabana. So if you guys want to see me do that in front of like we performed in front of like, I don't know, like 50 Jewish people. It was kind of fun. But uh it was good. We took Chicago over that night. Um, but he was a good sport about it. He, he, we, I wrote, I wrote some good material for him and he wrote some good material and yeah, so that was fun. That's my connection to Chicago. Um, so 
Are you are you on Team Ellsworth? Are you on the the James Ellsworth bandwagon? For those that don't know, he's a a independent wrestler that is currently on SmackDown, and he has beaten AJ Styles twice in a row. Um, do you like the James Ellsworth storyline? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I I love it. I, I I'm all down for like, like trolling humor and uh, this good stuff for good people to have positive vibes. Like I got to listen to Ellsworth on uh, Jericho's podcast right. a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I, I I fell in love with the guy in that moment. That guy has an amazing backstory. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's taken away anything from Styles and Ambrose, contrary to what you read on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I love James Ellsworth. He's the man. Yeah, I mean, I just it's funny because like he just keeps gaining more momentum to the point where he's like more over than half of the roster right now. So, <laughs> yeah. And did you see? And he has a T-shirt. You seen his T-shirt online? What it looks like? Yeah, number one ranked T-shirt on WWEshop.com. Are you kidding right me? Now. It's number one. Yes. All right. If you guys want to go to WWEshop.com, you'll see a T-shirt of a, a circle. I a circle photo of James Ellsworth's. A chinless face and for $25 you can have that circle on your shirt and it's black and it's number one and this is amazing and that's why they may sign him to a full-time deal uh it's i feel like every wrestling fan is almost like living through him because he's in about as as good a shape as like half of the us wrestling fans out there so it's like oh my gosh i could do that um but he's like he has a great his great experience he gets to like get rubs from like all these great people. It's just, it's an amazing thing. You're just curious where it goes. I feel like he's on a crash course with Heath Slater for WrestleMania at this point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You you remember, you remember Daniel Bryan was supposed to uh, wrestle Charlie Sheen at a SummerSlam a couple years ago, but it never happened. I never heard that. That's crazy. Uh, man, I, 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 I remember, yeah, of course, yeah, like the Brooklyn Brawler, but I don't remember right. like other jobbers during the, like the 80s and 90s that had like this amount of buzz like James Ellsworth is having right now. I keep him around and let him get his butt kicked and then – or he could build towards a WrestleMania match or rematch against Braun Strowman. I think that – I think there's oh, money God, in yeah. that. There, that's a money match right there in the Royal Rumble. Or he, he'll probably be in the Royal Rumble. He has to be in the Royal Rumble. I can picture him going like Santino, like one of the last, even final two, and then he's then he's got to go. But that would be insane if they go that way. I would save it for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Ah, <laughs> that's right. For the WrestleMania pre-show, gotta do it right there. That's right. That's right. The winners would then be, would it be Cesaro, Big Show, Baron Corbin, and then James Ellsworth? Yes. I would dig it. I would dig it. Okay, we're going to get back to Josh Lopez in just a smidge. Um, But first, I want to talk to you about what helps this podcast go. And that is through the beauty of Patreon.com. If you guys go to Patreon.com slash FunnyEvan, what you'll get there is a feed of what the podcast has been up to, what is coming up, what is the origin story of why I'm doing this. And uh, you can watch the trailer to the podcast. Now, the thing about Patreon is what it does is it it builds the bridge between creators like me and supporters like you. Um, With a monthly contribution or support, you can help keep this podcast rolling. I would love to interview all 4,580 Facebook friends I currently have. 
Um, and with your support, I can get there. I can put more time into this. Right now, I'm thrilled to say I have more supporters than just my mom and my mother-in-law. I am amped about that. If you guys go there to patreon.com slash funnyevan, you will see I have some reward goals for myself, but then you have reward tiers for yourselves. If you wanted to do $3 a month, for example, I will give you an awkward army certificate to show you're a member of my army and you believe what I'm doing and you like awkward conversations with Facebook friends you may or may not know or barely speak to. Um, For $5 a month, you can get a cell phone wallet to stick on the back of your phone so you don't have to have a big clunky wallet with you. You just throw your ID and a credit card in there and you're like, boom, through airport security. Easy. Um, There's even higher levels where I can have you on the show i can offer consultations to whatever you need help in whether it's comedy advice uh i'm a smarty pants when it comes to tutoring things and uh whatever you need help with also there is title sponsorship if you want to have your name in this title of this podcast and have me say it by saying how amazing you are every time i say the name of my podcast i can make that work so if you want to make that work, go to patreon.com slash funny Evan. Uh, definitely check it out. And now let's get back to Josh Lopez. Are you are you enjoying the, the, the two different shows right now? Like are you able – I feel like right now being a wrestling fan is kind of like a part-time job. It's like an yeah. unpaid, it's an unpaid internship kind of because it's yeah. like I'm setting all this time up because honestly, I mean, I've been doing shows the last week and I I watch Raw on Hulu. Usually I, I would DVR it and fast forward, but being on the road, I, and then I'll watch the YouTube clips of every match not included in Hulu. But can you get can you get in like what's your wrestling viewing schedule for the week? How do you do it? Well. This is very different for me because uh, for those that don't know, I make my living uh, basically being a stenographer for these wrestling shows. Uh, I work for uh, WrestleZone.com and I basically do a like don't like that lady in the corner that's just basically transcribing everything that's going on no <laughs> in the trial for the wrestling shows. That's basically what I do with the play-by-play pieces, and I do it for SmackDown, I do it for Impact, I do it for Lucha, I do it for the pay-per-views. Now, Raw and SmackDown is a little different for me. Like you, I watch it uh, about maybe an hour and a half into the show, so I can skim past the commercials. Right. Um, when I see people complain about, oh, I'm so sick of this three-hour. Uh, uh, bore fest or a chore fest, whatever you want to call it. Hey, man, you got yourself to blame. <laughs> hey, if, if you want to sit through 45 minutes of commercials during the show, I mean, go ahead. Uh, whatever floats your boat. But for me, I mean, it, you get past the show, especially on Hulu, probably what, 90, 95 minutes? Yeah, so uh, it's not the end of the world. So, wait, so what do you mean you're stenographer? You're like, are you transcribing or you're just like doing a live recap of all the events? Like, are you doing match by match? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, basically, it's like the ultimate reference sheet for any podcaster or nice. anybody out there in wrestling. So, I'm, I'm transcribing dialogue, I'm doing moves. And I, I think this really helped me for somebody like me who wants to become like a wrestling commentator, mm-hmm. like a broadcaster. So, uh, getting to like study the moves for Mauro and Narlo. Mm-hmm. When he's on the shows on SmackDown, it's been really helping me out with my articles, and um, it, it's it's a lot, especially with the uh, the exclusive uh, pay per views and stuff. But yeah. hey, man, I, I'm a guy that's like, hey, you know, give uh, more shows, the better. That gets me more practice to do what I do for a living. So I, I I'm fine with it. I mean, in, in stenography, you can always take that to trials, uh, you know, or maybe like even like wrestler court. 
whatever you can know, transcribe <laughs> that and see what they they put forward. Uh, wow, that's legit. Because WrestleZone is like, what's that? That's like a top five uh, wrestling blog website. Because that's like right up there. That's one of the most popular ones, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. WrestleZone, uh, part of uh, Crave Online Media out there in California. Oh. Uh, it's probably the yeah the second highest uh, wrestling like viewed website besides uh, the Wrestling Observer in uh, PW Torch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Nice man. So, so you're digging? Are you digging uh, Seth Rollins now as a good guy? Do you like and and the Chris Jericho Owens dynamic? I think as far as Rollins is a babyface concerned, I think that'll pick up more steam once Triple H is on television. I think that yeah. story will bring more steam out of Rollins as a good guy. Yeah, I I love what's going on with Jericho though. The yes. the list and uh, drink it in. It, it's it's been probably my favorite part of wrestling this year. The, yes. the fact that Chris Jericho has been able to be a bad guy in 2016 and made it work. And now he's just <laughs> trolling everybody because of it. Now. I, I love it. Um, as far as the match with Owens, I, I, I think these two can have amazing matches. My only thing is this is matches doesn't need the hell in the cell though. Right. Cause you're going to get three of them on Sunday. We're yeah, I love the feud. It doesn't matter if like it's a no holds bar match, but you you don't need a hell in the cell for that match to sell. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll probably have more than one match. It'll be kind of crazy. Uh, I guess yeah, we can talk about hell in the cell. This is only for the the Raw show on Sundays, having only their wrestlers on Sunday uh, do their pay per view. I guess the big one is, and the rumor. I mean, what Jim Ross wants is he wants Sasha and Charlotte to go on last. Are you in favor of that? I am in favor of that. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Hell in the Cells in the past, like usually you see, oh, these two are in the top feud, so automatically they're in the cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one grudge feud that fits the meaning of that particular Hell in the Cell gimmick. And I love what's been going on with Sasha and Charlotte. I'm happy for both of them. And, hey, you know, I, I think it's a good witness test, Evan, if yeah. you think about it. Get, yeah, I get it. Hell in the Cell is not SummerSlam or the Royal Rumble, but let these women uh, have the last match to show and see if maybe you could try it out on a Rumble or a SummerSlam in the coming years. Yeah, and I mean, I always thought like, you know, I definitely I thought it was always going to be like Charlotte versus Sasha. Maybe they headline WrestleMania in like three years. But the fact that they're already at the point where they've been pushed to be so big that they could headline their first pay-per-view now. So it's kind of crazy. I always just have a concern with like that they're going to try too hard because I kind of think that's what happened in SummerSlam. They were trying to be so good that – they almost killed one of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, as long as they like stay within themselves, but, and just like if they do go crazy, like it, it organically happens. It's not like we have to do it this way and this way. Cause I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah who like, knows what Charlotte's gonna do? Go ahead. Sorry. Like, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels had a lot of matches, like Charlotte and Sasha. Like they've had, what, a three stages of the hell match back in the day. Yeah. Uh, like, I that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from the Charlotte and uh, Sasha feud. It's like okay, this feud it could work with blood, it could work with an excessive amount of uh, pain and violence, <laughs> yeah. and uh, nobody will have sympathy for it because it it fits what this feud has been all about, right? And I think Charlotte's just there was an article I think written by someone at Forbes.com, and it was like Charlotte's already the best female wrestler of all time. 
Do you see that or do you think she has some ways to go? I think she's the best female wrestler right now. Yeah. Of all time, uh, I got to give it a couple years. Yeah. I think if, if she's able to have that WrestleMania made event or have like a side attraction match with Ronda Rousey, then uh, yeah, I think she could take that spot. That would vault her all the way. Yeah, I think she's maybe the most athletic because just, I just thought like in WrestleMania, the best thing of the whole WrestleMania was not Shane jumping off the cage. I thought it was her moonsault to the outside. Like yeah, that, that was, was awesome. amazing. And I mean, the corkscrew was cool to watch, but I mean, you know, it didn't really hit much, but at the same time, it's still Charlotte doing something we've never seen before, which is amazing. Were, were you at that show? Uh, no, I wasn't at it. Uh, what WrestleMania? No, uh, the raw and the staples a couple of weeks ago. No, what I did is, uh, my sister got it. I was like, I don't. It's gonna be. It's gonna be such a hassle. L.A. Like c- celebrities are gonna be there, and who knows? It's always <laughs> like a who knows who. It's all about schmoozing now. Like who gets backstage and all that. I was like, uh, I got my sister to to hook, to do. Just get me tickets for the day before at the house show in Ontario, and which is like an hour east of L.A. And it was the SmackDown people. And we ended up with like second row seats. It was like amazing because it was like, you know, it was like not fully sold out and, you know, everyone's having fun. And we got to see a triple main event with Cena, Ambrose and AJ Styles. And it was just great. And uh, my kid Beckett got to high five John Cena. I like extended him over the first (laughs) row at the end. So I, I was like, just yeah. He like so Cena like paused his like what he was gonna do, and then he just saw Beckett. And he's like high fived him, and that was really cool. But uh, yeah, we that was it was good. That I did not want to go to. I could go to Rod Staples. I've seen house shows at Staples, but you know TV tapings are rough. I mean, with Beckett, I took him to his first Raw in San Diego, and like I drove two hours to that, and he was not having it. Like I took him, <laughs> he was on his tablet for like an hour, and then he was like, I want to go home, and I'm like. Uh, fine so we left with like an hour to go in raw and that's why we got to pick the consolidated house shows where he has a good enough seat to watch it but yeah la's a la's a good crowd i think la is the most not like in love with itself but still into the show enough kind of crowd yeah yeah i mean like chicago's definitely the most hardcore and I think Brooklyn's maybe starting to be like the most dickish <laughs> kind of crowd. Like they're like, and they're very into themselves. And Boston maybe like New York light. I don't know. Um, I don't know. For like me, like I, just from going from experience, yeah. but like with, with the exception of the never ending CM Punk chants, yes, I feel like Chicago is as respectful as it could be, even though it is a hardcore fan base. Right. Like. When I look at like Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or, or Orlando, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying this because of the Royal Rumble and the bitch fest that's been like that over right. the past couple of years, those are really condescending crowds, and those are the ones that get me really annoyed. Yeah, I just, and I mean, it's great that they have. I think Full Sail is a great crowd, and uh, it's just like, but. They're like basing the future of their developmental on just one audience, which is good why they tour. But, you know, we're taking our lead from only one audience. I actually think London London might be the best because I feel like they're the ones that come up with like new stuff. 
Yeah. Like they come up with like, oh, Enzo Amore, and then, hey, Bailey, <laughs> ooh, ah. Oh. Like they're able to like get creative that way. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, that's how I'd, I don't know how I'd rank the audiences, but, you know, the, I think Minnesota is a good, was a good crowd last night. And, uh, yeah, so be it. Are you excited about uh, the engagement of Alberto Del Rio and Paige? <laughs> did oh you watch gosh. it go down? It's, <laughs> yes, I did. It, it's so weird, but it's good. I mean, it's good that they're happy together. It's just, it's just weird how it came together. <laughs> I wonder what's more like a cluster F uh, situation <laughs> this year, this relationship where TNA <laughs> still trying to find a way to stay alive. <laughs> oh, I think, it, uh, I think it'd be, imagine if uh, El Presidente went over to TNA, that would just, that would just jumble it all together. It would explode the wrestling universe. It's it's just I watched the TMZ video that Paige and The Real did, right? And look, I I get it. People uh, do get married to people that are like fifteen or twenty right. years younger than then that that's fine and dandy. Right. For me though, when I was watching the video, it came off really creepy. I'm uh, just gonna be honest. It came off really creepy. I I I get it that the girl loves her. The girl already got a tattoo of the guy in her in yeah. her ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy, poppy um, on her thumb. <laughs> she just loves David Ortiz. That's really all it is. She was yes. watching Red Sox games growing up in England. <laughs> oh God, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I hope this is not something where this leads to Paige leaving the company over this. I'm not saying this like uh, as a dig at the real, but yeah, uh, I, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I don't. I did think like his last run was just so pointless. Everything after his return, even like League of Nations and everything, yeah. it just seemed like he was just kind of there, just like like a piece on the on the board. He wasn't really, never really had his own identity this time around, which is kind of sad. Uh, but you know, it seems like they were they're they're happy. They showed up to PWG together. Uh, it was just odd when they. When they exit the ring, it was weird just like watching Paige get escorted from a a Mexican wrestling ring when there's like – she's like this this lone pale figure among like 20, 50 people like hoarding her like it's – like she's just about to be indicted on some crime at a courthouse and they're just like escorting her out of the – out of the arena. It it was – it's very weird. I mean I hope hope it's good. I hope everything gets smoothed over. It's just, uh, it, it's a funny place. It's a funny well, place. Well, I mean, you look at, there's another thing, though, that's kind of funny. Like, you got a guy like me or, like, guys around my age, mm-hmm. like, the early mid-20s where you look at a girl like Paige who's only, like, a year and a half older than me. And you're like, man, this has, this girl has a girl next door vibe. She's yes. hot. She's badass and all that. And then she gets uh, engaged in my second hometown in Puerto Rico. Like, <laughs> 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 I, I, I get it. It's in San Antonio. I, it, it's, it's been really a conundrum for me i admit i i did have a massive crush on Paige when she first uh came to wwe oh yeah uh but it is what it is yeah everyone did i actually i was able to talk to her for like a minute um at the house show where post beckett's video where we got to meet a few of them and uh Paige, yeah i talked to her about like her wrestling documentary and uh, you know, she was able to retweet a photo I took with her, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it was, she's, she's really nice. And I, you know, I hopefully, I just think she really likes being off the road while she's healing. Uh, but 
you know, hopefully she'll be able to get back at it. Because, I mean, I think the Raw women miss, need her. Because yes. right now it's just Sasha, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, Brooke, and then Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax, which is like, well, you know, what, yeah. what next? <laughs> so, you know, she'd be a great wild card. And hopefully they just have her have one direction and go with it. Because she's, uh, yeah, she's fabulous. Like, you look at SmackDown, like, everybody mm-hmm. says, oh, SmackDown doesn't have enough depth. I mean, look at the women's division for SmackDown compared to Raw. It, it's night and day. I it, It's every single week you have uh, ongoing stories. Uh, even when, like, <laughs> for example, okay, Natalia. I, I was just watching SmackDown when right. we were recording this, right? So Natalia is trying to find a way to be the captain of uh, the, the Raw for SmackDown Women's oh, Survivor yeah. match. You have uh, Nikki and Carmella's uh, continuing thing. Uh, we had uh, Alexa and Becky who had a really good segment tonight. I'm happy mm-hmm. Becky's back from her injury. Oh, uh, you have Naomi with her new entrance and her new gimmick, which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, you have Eva uh, Marie with her Hollywood <laughs> trolling and <laughs> with the voiceover guy is she back yet no no she's she's i heard she's uh, filming a movie with nicholas cage right now no. that's why she's off tv oh no hopefully it's not a wwe studios film oh, God. <laughs> but maybe it is maybe nick cage coming off the success of snowden Nick Cage, he was in that. He actually did a pretty good job. But um, yeah, it just feels like the SmackDown women, they each like, they have something that they're doing where it's kind of like the same with Raw, it's just like the same thing. But, you know, I think you got to like push Bailey down to get her back up. And I feel like down the road, hopefully they'll turn Sasha against Bailey and then uh, mm-hmm. the world, the planets will align. So looking forward to that. So that's good. And uh, yeah, there's stuff. Natalia wants to be a captain. That's good. Natalia gets to do stuff in between her selfies. Um, that's really good. So, uh, man, what else can I ask? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anything, anything else on your mind? It's, it's, very, it's very late for both of us, but what the hell? Um, <laughs> you have a major prediction coming up on uh, Hell in the Cell on Sunday, a wild card. Anything? I think I think Shane and uh, Mick, in a way, they tried to trump um, Shane and Brian for having uh, Cena, Ambrose, and Styles open no mercy earlier oh, and stuff. Yes. I think I think I think they're gonna have Owens and Rollins uh, start off the pay per view. That would be uh, smart. And I'm actually not as much anti Roman Reigns as I used to be in the past few months. I feel like it's kind of worn off and I feel like maybe he's going to be prepped as the one to, to defeat Lesnar down the road. I don't know. I, 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 I moved on from the Roman debate of whether the guy's over or not. He's either your cover tea or not. I, I enjoy what he does in the ring. That's what matters to me. Um, I will say this though. Rusev has been killing it with the comedy (laughs) stuff. The last week with the introduction of his family and, Rusev is the man. (laughs) And I like his new facial hair. It makes him look more caveman. Or or Wolverine. I don't know which one. He's like a Bulgarian Wolverine. 
Yeah, it's like um, Borat without uh, the uh, creepy mustache and the uh, <laughs> curly hair. It's like you see Borat as a weightlifter <laughs> with a hot chick on his side. That would be awesome. That would be – actually, Borat should show up as his brother at, at, at Hell in the Cell. And, uh, <laughs> and then I guess uh, Total Divas is coming back in November. So for people that watch E!, I'm very, I'm very nervous on how much of, of Lana's American accent or Russian accent will be shown. Because I thought it was always a real accent in the beginning, and my wife knew right away it was not. But I thought she, I think she's gotten a little weaker on it, maybe to transition yeah. to American. But yeah, I don't know. They got, they got a lot of new chicks for this season. They got Renee Young. They oh. got Reese. Uh, they have Lana too. Uh, I I I I I've got to check out the Total Bella shows because I wanted to see how Johnny Laurinaitis was on there. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that's God. the only reason why I watched I, it. That's one show I, I haven't been able to keep up with. <laughs> that's where I've, I've met my capacity. So I'm trying to, yeah. Total Bellas is not. I'll have to binge watch that on a day where I give up on life or something. I don't know what's gonna go on, but I have to catch up. Um, I still have to watch The Flash tonight and whatever. I just I, I I watched NXT from last Wednesday this morning, so I'm I'm hanging on by a thread. Um, did you know? Oh, random thing. Did you know what Becky Lynch's surgery was about? Or I wasn't sure, like because she's already back. A couple. It doesn't seem like it's wrestling related. Hear anything in WrestleZone land? No, I unfortunately uh, I'm not one to uh, uh, quote on using air quotes here report on <laughs> stuff if I have no uh, actual real information behind that. Uh, according to my sources, according to my sources, uh, uh, all I heard was that Becky um, had a little health thing, right. nothing like bone structure wise, right. just something around her neck that they need to remove okay. like some bacteria and stuff. So that's okay. why she wasn't on the show. So let's speculate that it was her tonsils. She had her tonsils taken out. It's her, it's her tonsils or, uh, she, she was maybe going to contract the Zika virus. So we had to, uh, give her the antidote or a staph infection, a staph infection, a Z pack, man. You got a Z pack that thing. Um, okay. so, all right, Mr. Lopez. Well, you, you stay on the line, but uh, thank you for coming on my podcast. Uh, Absolutely, you, buddy. You are you are you are episode number twelve. You are a, you are a preteen. So uh, next, and if it was one episode later, you would be bar mitzvahed. So thank you for uh, take indulging and letting uh, letting me uh, jibber jabber with you about wrestling, and uh, look forward to to seeing you further up the road. As Stone Cold would say. Thank you. I'm going to use the words of Matt Hardy. Thank <laughs> you. You absolute mule. <laughs> what? Absolute, what? Was there a consonance missing there? Obsolete. Oh, uh, okay. Well, and also, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media or, or your site? Uh, if you guys want to check out any of my articles or my uh, broadcasts I do, just uh, follow me on Twitter at WC WrestleZone uh, Josh Lopez. All right, guys, there it is. Josh Lopez, check him out. All right, that was Josh Lopez, guys. Definitely check out his stuff on WrestleZone. Look this man up on Twitter and show him the love. Um, We did a lot of wrestling talk, which was good. It was good, healthy, 
good for the soul. It's chicken soup for the soul. Um, not sure what next week's going to bring because really, really with Josh, I planned that episode like five minutes before we started talking. So, you know, you never know uh, if I have downtime. I'm about to wrap up a week-long tour right now. Uh, I've got Pittsburgh State in Kansas. Uh, then I'm going back to L.A. for a little. And then my next show in November uh, is expected to be in Mobile, Alabama at Spring Hill College and then Salisbury State University. So that's kind of fun. That's sweet. Um, but thank you guys for your support. Please, on Facebook and Twitter, you can like and follow at AwkwardWithEvan, uh, awkwardwithevan.com for all episodes that have been done. And uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. I think that's it, folks. Ta-ta. Arrivederci. Bye, Felicia. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.